Today is March 28th and the world is discussing, we're all going to die. Yes, we are. So let's explore what happens next, including uncomfortable truths about the afterlife. You're listening to What in the World? A look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. Reality TV, Americans love it. Shows such as American Idol, Hell's Kitchen, Dance Moms, The Bachelor, The Voice, and Storage Wars have captured the affection of viewers from all across the United States. So why is reality TV so popular? I don't know for sure, but I do have a theory. It's because it's not real. Yes, it's true. TV producers control the outcome. We love reality TV because it gives us an illusion of being real, but it's partially fake and the results can be manipulated. So how about actual reality? Do we love to talk about what's happened, what is currently happening, or what's about to happen? Not so much. One topic we usually don't like to discuss at all is what happens after we die. And when we do, we treat the discussion like a reality TV show. We mix and match secular and religious beliefs from books, movies, conversations with friends to fabricate the best possible outcomes for ourselves. For example, a recent study found that an overwhelming majority of Americans believe that they are going to heaven. Only 1% felt that they were bound for hell. But when asked why they sensed they would go to heaven, the answers greatly varied. Please understand this. It's really important. The idea that all good people go to heaven is not supported by the Bible. In contrast, Jesus spent a lot of time talking about the reality of hell, including to those who are the modern day equivalents of priests, pastors, and church leaders. Recently, a friend sent me a video entitled 23 Minutes in Hell. This is about one man's incredibly realistic vision of the afterlife. He described in detail the isolation, terror, and even physical pain that he faced during this out-of-body experience. In the video, he also talks about a young woman who had a near-death experience and records many of the same details. I encourage you to watch this video. Even though I've understood my entire adult life that hell exists, This video was truly eye-opening. If you have never spent any time considering the prospect of spending eternity in hell, I encourage you to do that now while you still have the possibility of avoiding it. I have, and it has terrified me enough to reevaluate my life and to share this with you. Most of us understand that heaven is real. The Bible describes heaven as a place of inconceivable beauty, peace, and perfection. There is no darkness, pain, or suffering. We will get to see many family members and friends again in heaven. And even when our notion isn't entirely spot on, such as the picture of angels sitting on clouds eating bagels with cream cheese, we still understand that heaven is an amazing place. But what happens if we aren't accepted into heaven? The Bible is very clear that when we die, we all take a turn in the hot seat to be judged by God. What if we fail the test? I'd like to take a couple minutes to discuss the other possibility. Let's look at three inconvenient truths about hell. Number one, nothing you accomplish on earth will mean a single thing in hell. It's very easy to become caught up in chasing power, wealth, and success here on earth. That pursuit is all-encompassing. Have you ever heard the expression, he who dies with most toys wins? 
Don't believe it. It's a lie from the pit of hell. In contrast, Jesus talks about how at the end of our natural life here on earth, we will receive A, a magnificent promotion to heaven, or B, a severe and drastic demotion to Hades, which is hell. There is no in-between. There's no purgatory. There's no holding place. There's no chance to just cease to exist. To prove this point, there's a riveting story in the Bible about the fates of two men who knew each other on earth. The rich man who lived a great life of luxury has been sent to hell. The poor man was forced, who was forced to beg for food on the side of the road, he receives a promotion to heaven. The rich man, now in agony, begs Abraham for some relief. He also requests that Abraham sends the poor man to warn his family so that they don't end up in the same place of torment. But Abraham replied, Son, remember, in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. You can read the rest of the story in Luke 16, verses 19 through 31. Number two, you will never again see or talk to another soul for all of eternity if you go to hell. Recently, there's been a concerted effort both within the church and outside to downplay the reality of hell. In preparation for writing this, I made the mistake of conducting an internet search about hell. What I discovered is that the fact checkers are out in force. One prominent religious scholar went as far to say in a Times Magazine article that Jesus did not believe in hell as a place of eternal torment. Again, don't believe it. It is a trap. This reminds me of the original sin noted in Genesis chapter 2. The serpent said to Eve, Oh, did God really say dot 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 fill in the blank? In actuality, fact-checking God's word may even be the unforgivable sin. More on that at another time. The truth is that Jesus talked about hell as a place of eternal fire, punishment and isolation. There is no light, there's no peace, there's no comfort from other human beings for all of eternity. As hard as it is to fathom that, I encourage you to picture that in your mind's eye. And number three, tragically, hell will be full of religious people. Yes, there will even be priests, pastors, and church leaders in hell. How can that be, you ask? The short answer is that religion does not point the way to eternal life only Jesus does. The most terrifying passage in all of scripture, in my opinion, is Matthew seven twenty two and 23. Jesus warns his listeners about the fate of the false teachers. They may even have served in the church, but they will not be accepted into heaven. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. How can we tell the difference between the real deal and the fake news when it comes to teachers and prophets? Jesus gives us a clue in the previous verse. You will recognize them by their fruit. How do they live their lives? Don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. We'll discuss this in more detail next week. As I close today, thanks for staying with me. This wasn't an easy one. If nothing else, I hope it makes you search for the truth. Do you really want to entrust the most important decision of your life, where you will spend all of the next life, to chance, fate, or the producers? Hell no. Hmm, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but I mean it in all seriousness. So one last thought before we go. 
If you have never prayed to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you can spend eternity with him in heaven, I encourage you to do that today. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I know that I am an imperfect human being. Please forgive me and save me from myself. I believe you created the heavens and the earth and everything in them. You sent your son Jesus to come down to earth to be born as a baby, suffer a brutal death, and rise again on the third day so that you could make a way for us to spend all of eternity with you in paradise. Jesus, I trust you as the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and including me as part of your family. Please direct and help me from this day forward. I will follow your commands so that I may please you. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh,